Hi, it's Jill. And Kayla. And we are... I Wanna Wear Your Skin! Cool. Yeah. We said our names again. Yes. Getting better. We remembered. Kayla. Yeah. What is our babe score? Our babe score for this episode, well, up to this episode, is 540. My goodness. Oh my god, we passed 500. Are you clapping at home? Because you should be. I mean, I'm going to clap for myself. We did oh, it. Jill joined in. Good. Okay, it. I was I was worried I was gonna be alone. No, I would uh, never. I just I like I don't know uh, enough people to download that. Like I like I just I don't have that many friends. Right. I don't know who the fuck is listening to this. Well, we found out that we have fans in Germany and France, which yeah. is really just our our one our friend that was traveling. Yeah, in, <laughs> in France, but we hit that spot on the. On the map. Yeah, so just keep traveling around Europe (laughs) and download our episode in every country we're in so we look hella cool and metropolitan. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I want to be a fancy European. Yeah, she sent us actually, our friend uh, sent us a picture of boxed wine in France, which was just like, well, we need to go to France and drink boxed wine and and record an episode. Obviously, like, definitely. Yeah. Right what up, now. Becca and K two? If you're listening, thanks we love for you. checking in. We miss in. you, and we want to drink wine with you. Yes. Now come back. And if yeah, it, but if you could all like I don't know like send us money in the mail, then we can go and do that for it'll yes. be a great episode. Maybe that will be like our our Patreon is yeah. actually be like give us five. So one day I can leave the state of Washington. It'd be tight. I know. I just want to see what other places are like. I'm I mean, stuck if you want to go to Portland, like I'll take you yeah, to Portland. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we can just take a bus to Portland. Yeah, we don't even have to go crazy. Um. Oh. What are you drinking? Uh, this week I brought over the largest case of White Claw I'd ever seen. Like, I've only ever seen, like, the little, like, mini six-packs. And this was, like, a big old like, 18-pack, I Uh think. Uh-huh. There's, there's, like, four or five different flavors. I'm currently drinking Black Cherry. Next up I have lined up is a grapefruit one. How, How about you, Jill? What are you drinking today? Well, I started with one of those simpler wines, sparkling rosé in an apple juice can. Um, Now, I have moved on to a White Claw Natural Lime, and then I will move back to rosé. You know what? I I canceled that. I might slip in a simpler wine in there. Was that the first um, thing that we drank on Uh our first episode? Is this this at all coming full circle? And you know what this is? It's episode 10. (gasps) We did... I don't know. What? I don't know. How do we do 10 episodes Couldn't already? tell you. Don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> That's the problem with drinking through all of your good yeah. times is that you don't remember them as opposed to, to being sober for all the bad. To be fair, we do write all of our notes down so we have yeah. proof that we were here. Yeah. And we've but, been thinking like maybe one day we'll catalog them and like scan them. So, because the goal is is to one day eventually, like, have a website or a Patreon where, like, fans, uh, a.k.a. you, Uh 540 downloads, um, could come and, like, see, like, what the fuck we're writing during these crazy movies. Yeah, we talked about doing uh, an extra episode where we just straight read our notes, which... Oh, my God. That's terrible. I can't read half my notes. Like, (laughs) Like, I write... 
probably five to six pages of notes for each movie. Yeah. And it's just there as a comfort. Like, mm-hmm. I rarely actually use them. I mainly go off you. Like, if you're my notes. I, like, and I'm using my yeah. notes, because otherwise... I'm just drinking. Oh. I mean, because <laughs> my handwriting literally looks like a small boy stole a pen <laughs> and paper and just is writing his manifesto. Mine's okay, oh. though I've started to do, I don't know if you know what morning pages are. You do like three full pages of just free writing when you wake up in the morning. Oh. And I've started to do that, and it's funny because by about half of one page, it just starts to look like this, where it's just scribbles at the bottom, and yeah. there's, there's no way that anyone... There, it's not words anymore. It's just, I'm like... I'm a little too scared to try that, because I feel like mine would just, every day, just be like three pages of murder. Just yeah, like every well, day. Just I mean, like you could burn it. I probably would have to. Yeah. It would probably be a little too incriminating. It could be a, it could be a nice experience. Yeah, so I mean, between my out. confessions on this podcast <laughs> and then writing it down, too dangerous. Like, totally. that's how people get caught. Well, speaking of dangerous. <laughs> speaking of dangerous. We're uh, presenting a very dangerous movie to you. It's called, well, it depends. In America, it's called Where's My Baby? Where's My Baby? But in Canada, it's called Cradle of Lies. That's such a better title. It's so much better. It's so fucking but metal. here's the thing, is if it had been called Cradle of Lies, yeah. I would have been 9,000 times more disappointed with this movie. Because that would have yeah. set me up to feel like it was going to be okay. That's partly why they changed it for yeah. American audiences. They're Where's like, my we, baby? Where is it? Where did it go? <laughs> did I leave it in the lawn? <laughs> is it, did I leave it in the shopping cart at Fred Meyer's? <laughs> Maybe. Have you, have you seen Mad Max, like the original? Oh, I've seen all you, the Mad Maxes. Do you remember how the mom just keeps leaving the baby on the lawn yes. and walking yes. away? I think, well, uh, I'm sorry. Like, I identify with that as a childless person who continues to be childless. I'm like, oh, God, like, who handed me this baby? I'm just going to put, put it, it on down the on the lawn. The lawn's soft. Like, <laughs> it'll be fine here. But she, like, goes off to fight people. She's like, ah, this baby's yeah. fine. Yeah, just drop it off. I'm not going to well, take in it. In a Mad Max universe. Universe, yeah, you, that baby's got to learn to survive at some point. So now's a good time. Like, it should have one of those though, like bouncy movie things. Oh my but, god! But decked out Mad Max style oh, with yeah. like knives uh-huh. and a flamethrower and like a band. Obviously, yeah. That yeah. we should obviously make a lifetime Mad Max. Listen, review. Lifetime needs to already hire us to oh, make yeah. their movies because we have so many ideas. Well, we're already telling you the Lifetime <sighs> story, and we're filling in all the dots that Lifetime never even made in the first place. So some of these movies that might actually sound cohesive, guess the fuck what? They're us. It's us. It's literally Jill and I doing the work. Yeah, we're essentially film editors at this point. Uh So that's our new titles. Anyway. Jill and Kayla, film editors. Oh, one thing that we should mention is you were telling me that you updated your app, which means that you can search now. However. However, it no longer provides the streaming capability to to stream to my TV. So before on the old app, uh, yeah, the search function wasn't there, but it would allow me to stream to my TV and watch it on my TV. Now with the update, and I've gotten a couple people to look at it, there's uh, there's no there's no way 
to, to make it stream now. So I literally have to watch every single one of these on my phone because I don't own a computer because I'm a bad adults woman <laughs> in 2018. Like, I don't know how I don't have a computer. I just don't. It's Listen, fine. if Lifetime is speaking to anyone, it is to us. Yeah. So they should make it available to us. Right. This is Stream to my TV. This is the bullshit. future. Like, but you also told me that as you were watching this movie, you had the closed captions on. Yeah, because obviously the sound on my phone. Uh, okay, so f- I'm not laughing at no, you no, no, no. watching with no, closed no, no, no. captions. First, I'll preface: <laughs> I am a large woman with tiny eardrums, <laughs> so I can't wear normal earbuds mm. because they make my ears hurt and they pop out of my ears. I don't like them either. That's why I have those yeah. like big, like over the ears. See, I need to get them, but I'm cheap. Like yeah, I refuse I to, and I could buy them for $5. I could get a cheap one, but my, I don't. My bunny chewed on those ones when I had a bunny, so they're all chewed up. Oh, but. perfect. I prefer them to be <laughs> chewed by an animal. So, so I, I don't have headphones then. Uh-uh. So I'm watching my phone, but the speaker on my phone isn't too good, so I have the closed captions on. Guess what? They deleted literally full sentences out of the movie when they released it. Like, there was full lines of dialogue that was showing up on the screen that was not being said at all. Or even words they changed. And it wasn't like editing out curse words like right. happens a lot in closed captions. No, it was literally fucking... Just like, they did their own editing. They're like, oh, no, we're going to delete that. But no one updated the closed captioning on it. So that was bizarre. Did it give you more insight into the movie? No. It was just like, well, it gave, they deleted out a lot of, like, personality things. Got it. So, like, they deleted out a lot of, like, Huns, but they also deleted out a lot of the dialogue from the security guard, bodyguard, who we will talk about here lately. Uh, but they they left out a lot of dialogue between him and the senator's wife. Got it. Um, that showed that they were maybe a thing. Uh huh. Yeah. So that was deleted out. Okay. So, so let's just get into it. Yeah. So the, so where's my baby? Cradle of Lies. Yes. Was made in twenty or it came out in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be reading the synopsis this week. Yeah. I fucking forgot, and I wrote it down. Did uh, you? Oh, that's it. Yeah. I'm. I, do, I, do, I just ne- will never have my shit together enough. Do we need it together? No. 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 If okay. Lifetime can't do it, I won't do it. No. Um, so just the synopsis to get that out of the way quick is, a woman awakes <laughs> from a coma with no memory, finding she has an abdominal scar. She pieces together her past to realize she was pregnant and gave birth to a daughter. Now the search is on. To find her. I have to say, this is much more explanatory than the lifetime synopsis, yeah. which is basically like, woman has a coma, realizes she had a baby, <laughs> doesn't know where it was. <laughs> maybe I should stop going to IMDb for that. Maybe I should just do lifetime because... Because that's why we picked it. Is it yeah. was like, wait, she had a baby while she had a coma and doesn't know where it what? is? What? Like, that's, just, that's so days Which of our lives. is how I felt through most... Well, no, it's not. We figured it out. Yeah, we did. Here's the thing. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it now. 
we watched this. So Kayla had watched this movie before. I didn't watch it before we watched it together. We got 10 minutes in. I said, hey, is this the ending of the movie? And Kayla said, yes. So (laughs) (laughs) there were no, there's nothing that you can't figure out in the first 10 minutes. This movie is not worth watching 100%. And also during my first watching, and I usually, you know, I'm usually a little toasty when I'm watching these movies. I don't want to get through these, Mm -mm. like, in the cold light of day. Uh, I also figured out in the first 10 minutes. So that was very disappointing um, because usually Lifetime's formula is a big twist at the end. That Every movie, that's not spoiling anything, every fucking Lifetime movie has a twist at the end. And it's never explained. It's never something no. that's like clear. Oh, but no. at least it's a twist. Yeah, it's like <laughs> N. Night Shyamalan on My Doll. You know, like it's not fucking, it's not good. I mean, it's a real bad. Um, but there I'm is... I'm your baby. <laughs> I'm your baby. Um, <laughs> funny story. I watched the entire movie The Village by M. Night Shyamalan in theaters and didn't realize the leading actress was playing a blind character until the, <laughs> until the final ten minutes. I and loved fu- that movie. I did too. I Everyone did. hates it. I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, it was funny to rewatch it knowing she was blind the whole time. They don't hide her blindness. It's very obvious. I just thought she really liked walking sticks. I just never put it she, together. What are they, uh, what are they called, like, um... There's something that they call those, not just walking sticks. But oh, like, the, the ones with the spikes on the yeah, end that you slip your hands it's like into. An, it's like an F word. Yeah, like, it's uh, something It's something for like speed walkers uh-huh. and day hikers. <laughs> yeah, she was one of those yeah, specific Northwesterners. I did. I absolutely did. And it literally took her trying to climb over the fence when she gets the medicine <laughs> and she can't find it. And I'm like... I literally set out, here's the best part, this is Brian's favorite part, I was in high school, and with friends, and I say out loud, oh my god, she's blind, because I thought that was the twist. I thought the M. Night Shyamalan twist was that she was blind the whole time. Was and, it? And everyone in the theater laughed at me. And That's I, so funny. And I had to leave and uh. go to the bathroom. We should, we should later discuss uh, fun uh, theater stories that we have. Mine are, mine are all fucking weird and sexual. Like, oh, well, uh, but we fun. should. We should. All right. We should. So but let's dig into to, Where's back, My Baby. Back to this trash fire Ugh. with no twist because the twist was spoiled for all audience it members was. in the first 10 minutes. And 10 I also minutes. will say that because I knew what the ending was, it was very hard for me to take notes and pay attention because it was just like, I already know. Oh, I also was very, uh, <laughs> writing these notes out of spite. So I'm like, we're going to have to talk about it. I might as well just write it down, but I was not enjoying myself. So now that we did this for you all, um, 540 babe scored. Exactly. Listeners. But there were some some heavy hitter, well, not too big. I mean, in the Lifetime world, some big actors and actresses. Yeah. We um, didn't realize until halfway through that we'd seen, we've reviewed a movie with one of exactly. these Exactly. Cal, uh, the leading male character, whose uh, real name is Lachlan Monroe, he was in Riverdale, White Chick, Scary Movie, and Psycho Fucking Wedding Crasher. No, he wasn't. Ethan was. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I literally wrote it down yeah. as Cal. No, Cal Cal has been in a bunch of shit. Okay. 
Uh, but the dude that played Ethan oh. was the husband in Psycho Wedding Crashers. Okay. And Ethan will show up later. He plays a reporter in this movie. Cal plays a man who's running for state senate. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, his wife, Heather, play uh, whose real name is Gina Holden. She was in Alien vs. Predator, Final Destination 3, and Saw 3D. And then the main, main lady, Marissa... Uh, real name Nicole De Boer. I don't know French. I'm. Just, I don't know what. I don't know. We should have yeah. gone to France. We should have gone to had France. Given us some money, but no one funded it. It's fine. Uh, she was in Cube, which is an amazing horror movie that Brian and I both really like. Suck, which is a really funny horror comedy, and then uh, Dead Zone, which is a sci-fi horror TV show. Is Suck a vampire movie? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, it is a horror comedy vampire movie, and I highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah. So those are those are the three big hitters. Yes. Yeah. And then to us, Ethan is a big hitter Ethan. because we have seen him yes. in Psycho Wedding Crash. Yeah. We, but again, we didn't realize this until like no. 10 minutes before the movie was over and yeah. I looked it up and was we, like, oh shit. Yeah. We've given up telling you like the eight actors and actresses that are in all these movies. We, you we, can we just, look yeah, it up. We just want to stick to the main three. That's all we care about. Um, so it begins with, uh, a scene where you see this car accident happen. What appears to be happening is that a car has stopped at a weird intersection and someone fucking T-bones the driver's side. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you're in a hospital. Marissa is there. The doctor says she has amnesia. Amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) Which must be the fancier The Canadian version of amnesia. of, Of amnesia, yes. I don't want to shame how he says it, but amnesia just sounds very funny. <laughs> amnesia. Uh, she's been in a six. Oh, they're, he's like teaching this to a, a class. Yeah, they're in like a lecture hall. And he's teaching about her because she's, they show this video of her like running on a treadmill. He's like, she was in a six-year coma. And now, and then he references the reason that she's running now and that she's doing okay is because she's stubborn as fuck. Well, yeah. Because all women are. Yeah. We're crazy. Mm-hmm. We're stubborn. We murder. And we lose our babies. All, yeah. Oh, my God. Do I mean, we just listen, lose our babies? You set it on the ground for a second. I just, it should hey, be there. I, I went to get a snack. The next thing I know, my baby's gone. So it happened with my chocolate. Oh, My yes. dog ate it. Your dog ate all your fucking chocolate. I can't have a baby because yeah. he's going to eat it. Yeah. When I go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, then her mom picks her up. Because um, yeah, she's getting released from the hospital finally. After her six-year coma. She comes home and opens the door and there's a fucking party for her. It's a surprise party. It's a surprise party to be like, hey, you had a six-year coma in your home, which is maybe cool. But they take like non-stop photos yeah. with flash of and her. And they all yell at her. Which like as a recovering coma, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're recovering from. No. But especially like a coma patient. like She has brain damage. You know, why, why would you have just 20 people jump out in surprise and scream at her? Like that's just Most bizarre. people don't want that anyway. No. And then you add in a head injury. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ, yes. Mom. So anyway, then she goes outside, and I would say this is one of my favorite scenes, even though it's one of my biggest pet peeves. This dude offers her a wine, mm-hmm. and she's like, yes. <laughs> and she yeah. chugs an entire yeah. glass of wine, which is 
obviously water. Like, yeah. it is so... Yeah, they didn't put, like, any yellow it's, food dye mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And he's like, you always did love Chardonnay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just, he just sucked it down. And she does. Yeah. Um, and then they talk. We He's revealed as being this dude named Ethan. He's like, oh, we go way back. And then he reveals that he's a journalist. He's like, do you want me to tell your story? Yeah, since we're such good friends, you should let me tell your story because, you know, I, I would do right by you. And, he, and she's just like, you know, I, I just, I don't want this attention right now. Like, th- this is just too much. And, like, in the middle of her walking away from him, her mom actually comes outside and interjects and she's like, and she's like, so who are you? Because I, my daughter never mentioned being friends with a Channel 3 reporter. Yeah. And, you know, Heather, not Heather, Marissa, the the main gal, turns to him and she's just like, what, so do you actually know me? And he's just like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it was a bad move. But, like, I just really want to tell your story. And it's true. Like, I would tell it right. And, and essentially, like, her mom kicks him the fuck out of the party. Uh, and then she kicks everyone out. Yeah, and Marissa goes up to her room because obviously she's overwhelmed. And, yeah. You know, just... Because she should have been there anyway. Yeah, she's like, chill the fuck out. Um, so after her mom comes up and she's like, hey, I was so excited that you were home that I threw this party. Obviously, that was a bad idea. I'm really sorry. Her, her mom's sweet. Totally. Um, and obviously her heart's in the right place. Uh, but her mom... but. Your, someone's heart being in the right place doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be doing good things. Intent versus impact, my friend. Is, and her mom is constantly doing bad things throughout this yeah. movie. So um, after her mom leaves her alone, she starts going through her room and she sees a picture of a young girl um, and herself as a young girl in a photo and she recalls that this young girl's name is Heather. And um, as she's like going, oh, Heather, Heather... She then, I don't know, rubs her belly. <laughs> like, it's, which yeah, is which is I don't really know move. what happened. Yeah, it's literally like she says she says the name Heather out loud, and then she lifts up her shirt uh-huh. in the mirror. As you do, right? Yeah. As I just touch. Sometimes myself. I'm just Heather. like Kayla's my friend. Oh, touch my belly, <laughs> and on her stomach is a very long curved scar that looks like a C-section scar. Spoiler alert, it is. It is. But she looks at it and she kind of has this like flashback and then remembers her friend Heather. Oh yeah, and they're playing together as kids. I forgot yes. that, yeah. Um, married. Oh, then she meets up with her friend Heather. Oh, her friend Heather like comes over. Mm-hmm. Um, they drink wine, which is just, it's strange to me how much she's drinking for having just had a coma. Like, it just seems like the doctor would be like, maybe, like, just have soup for a while. Look, I feel like if I was knocked unconscious for six years and woke up, like, that would be the one true thing I knew about myself. Like, yeah. give me the alcohol. Oh, I get it like, 100%. Get, like, fuck this doctor. Fuck living at home well, with my mom. The, I mean, do yeah, yeah that give me sense. that bottle of shard. But she talks to her friend Heather, quote unquote friend. Yeah, and Heather's like, yeah, remember that guy Cal? Well, we got married. We didn't want to wait because we didn't know if you were gonna wake up. Like she wanted her to be her uh, maid of honor or whatever. Yeah. We also learn that um, her husband Cal is 
trying to be a senator. Mm-hmm. We also learn that Marissa's dad died while she was in a coma. Yes. Um, she has some more flashbacks. And then she asks Heather and she's like, tell me about the accident. Yeah. And Heather's like, mm, nah. Yeah, which is bizarre because it's like, so that's a big thing that her doctor keeps telling her is like, hey, like, don't push the memory things. Like, things will come to you naturally. If you push it too hard, you, you know, it just might be too much, too quickly, and too overwhelming. Yeah. But I, I think any of us in this situation would, like, heed those words, but also be really desperate to find out who we are and what our past is. And so it's like, of course, she's going to not only her lifelong best friend, grew up together as children, went to college together, like, obviously very close. Um, obviously, that's the kind... And it's the one other person besides her mom that she really remembers. Right. Obviously, that's the person that you go to and you're like, hey, so tell me about myself. Tell me about what happened during totally. the crash. Like, so, I've, so it was just very she bizarre. She she has it. She has the amnesia. <laughs> so it's just it's very bizarre for like Heather to just shut her down and be like, I don't think you're ready. Like it's too much too soon. And and she specifically says, let the past be the past. Uh-huh. Which anytime someone says that means there's something in the past that needs to be in the present. Totally. Uh-huh. Then Marissa goes and looks at her phone and she has like three contacts and one's mom, one's Heather, and one is three heart emojis. Mm-hmm. And heart, so she, heart, heart. She calls it and some dude answers and she kind of flips out and closes the phone. Mm-hmm. Closes, uh, puts it down. I think I it was a flip know. phone because because that was the thing is that it was an old, it was a six year old phone. Oh, you know, so right. I think it was like a flip phone. Um, then she goes to her room and her mom has given her a camera. And she's like, sometimes it's best to see life through this lens or something stupid like uh, that. Yeah, I don't know. Some fucking bumper sticker about cameras. Then, yeah, like she's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. she's what's his face from the Take last the movie. the left turn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the one line that I was like... That's clever. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah just not enough for me. No. I needed more of that. Yeah. Uh, then she goes to some coffee shop, and, like, Ethan is there drinking his coffee. He's got coffee in hand. Yeah, and Marissa, Ethan the reporter exactly. from before. Exactly. Yeah. And Marissa comes up, like, taps him quietly on the shoulder, and he spills his coffee <laughs> all over the front of himself. Oh, my God. Like, just... It's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and you know, she's just like, well, I knew it was you. Like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm just trying to go out. Like, I don't want to be bothered by you. You shouldn't be following me. And he's like, look, like, this was a coincidence. I'm literally here trying to drink coffee and have breakfast. It just so happens that you're here, too. Yeah. So she storms out of the coffee shop. And well, he, he apologizes in oh, the coffee shop. Oh, and he shop. does. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, look, that was a dick move. Like, I shouldn't have approached it like that. And she's just like, I just want to be left alone. She storms out. She almost gets hit by a car. She's just walking down the street, and he actually grabs her and pulls her back. And then he's just like, look, you know, once again, if you want to tell your story, I would tell it for you because your accident was just an accident. It was a hit and run. And right. they never caught who hit you. Don't you want these answers? Don't you want to find this out? And he says he knows who it is, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, just... Yeah, essentially, he alludes to it. He alludes that he can get those answers for yeah. her because he's a journalist and he, quote-unquote, says, it's his job to know things. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
yes, you little boy, it is your job. Because um, she had things. just been told that it was just her, that she yes. had just, like, crashed her car. Yeah. She doesn't know that she was hit. Even yeah. though she's having these flashbacks about getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, then she has a dream about having her baby, and she talks to her mom about it. She's like... Because she saw these scars, and she's like, I, she remembers having a child, and her mom's like, yes, you had a baby, they had to do um, an emergency C-section, and the baby was born too early or whatever, and it, mm-hmm. it the boy died, and she's yeah. like, you had a son, they go to the grave site of the baby, Marissa talks to him, um, and then she has a memory that she was, like, looking at the ultrasound. She's like, we're having a girl. Yes. And she's like, what the fuck? Why am I remembering having a girl? Yeah. So after she, after this flashback ends and she's, like, leaving the cemetery with her mom, it flashes over to, like, uh, farther down the cemetery road. Cal is in a car with his sunglasses on, watching her visiting uh, this gravesite, and then oh, I didn't even catch that. slowly rolls up the window, <laughs> very like menacingly. Um, so after that, she meets with her therapist uh, because obviously, if you go through such a traumatic thing, it's probably best to see a therapist to help you through mm-hmm. this. So she's meeting with her therapist, and she's talking about having this baby and losing it. And her therapist is going through her file because her therapist is also linked in the same office as her doctor's clinic. Right. And he's just like, there's nothing in here about, you know, a C-section or a stillborn baby. Like, there's nothing. I don't see it. And she's like, look, like, my mom took me to the gravesite. My mom put a fucking gravestone on it. Like, it's real. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, it, it must have been a mistransferring of paperwork um, from your coma, um, I'll, I'll look into it, essentially. Um, while she's meeting with the therapist, her mom's waiting outside for her, and the doctor from before, um, her main doctor, comes and meets with her mom, and it's just like, look, she seems to be moving too quickly. Um, I think that she needs at least weekly monitoring of her coming in here, and I think we need to prescribe a mild sedative, to calm down some of her erratic behavior. And her mom's like, really? You think so? He's like, trust me, like, I can see you're speeding up, and it's just, it's going, it's going too fast. Mom doesn't mention shit about the party she threw. No! Yeah, that's then, fine. Like, oh, no, I guess I won't that's bring up fine. That surprise party. Um, um, then she notices, I don't know if she's, like, watching TV or something, she sees something about Cal, his... What is his slogan? It's something like... Uh, White men for America? Well, totally. Yeah. It's something like, get back to greatness. It's essentially oh, like, make yeah. America great again, but in some yeah. other it's, form. It's just like, just it's like climb stairs <laughs> to, to the top. <laughs> no going down. And she has some sort of memory that, like, she was into him. Mm-hmm. And Heather shows up with her... D- "Quote unquote," daughter Abby. Oh, she wasn't watching TV. She actually went to oh his speech like or like, like a, a speech slash rally for That's his right. campaign. That's right. Um, and she meets the daughter, and Heather's like, "Yeah, this is my daughter Abby. Mm-hmm. She's five. Interesting, interesting." And this is where I wrote in my notes, figured out the movie. Yeah, because I did. 
Uh, I totally forgot to write this down, but in one of the flashback sequences, there's a flashback sequence that happened earlier that it's of, like, young adult Heather and young adult Marissa, and Marissa is pregnant in this flashback, Mm -hmm. and she tells Heather, oh, if I have a daughter, I'd name her Abigail. That's right. And so to, to have Marissa now meet an Abby, that's... Heather's daughter and five years old. So this is where I knew instantly how this movie was going. Uh And when Jill and I watched it together, Jill goes, is that that lady's baby? (laughs) And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So not to spoil it for you, because as soon as we said five-year-old girl, you fucking know too that that's gonna, the only kid in the movie is gonna be your fucking baby. When the title is Where's My Baby? Here's your fucking baby. It's Cal Lifetime. and Marissa's baby, obviously. Yes. And then the next scene is Marissa, uh, yeah, Marissa going to her therapist's office after hours. I don't know how she gets in the fucking yeah, it building. It looks like it's the middle of the night. But she goes in. And she finds her therapist murdered in his chair, and someone knocks her out, and then the police come. Yes. And Uh, her mom's mad at her. Yeah, which is just so fucking bizarre. Um, So after she comes out of it, uh, she she realizes that something is, is, is happening. She doesn't know what it is, but she still really feels like Abby might be her daughter. So she goes and parks outside of Heather and Cal's house and takes photos from her car of Abby riding her bike on the street, which is the quickest way to get arrested in real life. But apparently in Lifetime, that shit's kosher. That shit's totally kosher. To murder a therapist, you don't get found out. Right? Yeah, so murdered people, snapping photos of children, it's all fine. And apparently she showed up in the middle of the night because she got a voicemail from her therapist that was like, hey... I figured something out. I can't say it over voicemail, so come meet me. Oh, that's something I totally missed. Yeah. I thought she literally just crashed his office. No. Okay. He had called her and that told her to come in. Sense. And she does, and she finds him murdered. Okay. So after this and snapping photos of Abby, she decides to go to Cal's campaign headquarters to talk to him. But he is completely freaked out by even just looking at her. Like, literally oh, yeah. every time he looks at her, he's unable to speak. He starts sweating. He's stammering. Mom's he, he has mom's spaghetti. <laughs> More M&M. Just every, every movie can be an M&M movie. Um, and she's just like, she's like, man, like, she even says, like, you're giving me that weird look again. Like, what's going on? And then he immediately asks her to leave and has a security guard escorts her out. It's weird. It is weird. Then she decides to go back to the scene of the crime where she got hit in the car. Yes. And she goes with her good friend, Heather. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is the middle of the no- of nowhere. Why was I out here? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, because I used to go to the, this hotel and fuck this guy. Yes. And like walks down. She's like, this is the middle of nowhere. And then walks like five minutes and is like, mm, this hotel, I remember this hotel. Yeah. And like, she, what? Yeah. You have amnesia. Yeah, you have amnesia, woman. Uh, she doesn't remember who she was fucking. She just remembers that this was like a getaway place for them. 
And um, as they're walking towards the hotel, she goes, oh, also, I know I was pregnant and it was a girl. So here's the deal. If someone took my baby when I was in a coma and I think it was my best friend who stole my baby. She doesn't, though. That's uh, yeah, th- th- that that's it. Well, that that well, she took photos of Abby. Like she I thinks know. Abby's her, but she still I doesn't know. think that Heather <laughs> stole her. I at this point we think that maybe she thinks Cal stole her baby and tricked Heather. We don't know. It's so bizarre it because every scene, every other scene, uh, Marissa is incredibly intelligent and a sleuth, and then the other scenes is Mar- Marissa's fucking an idiot and can't put together the puzzle that we're all screaming at. So, like, I wouldn't tell my best friend who has my baby, uh-uh. oh, by the way, I had a baby and it's a girl. That I would have named Abby. That I would have named Abby. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, woo, like, roll, roll it back. Roll it back, Marissa. It's, yeah, it's so bizarre because she is seeing every sign and then just acting like her and Heather are still best friends yeah. and there's no Which problem. Is like, like, she has your baby. Yeah, she, she has what you believe is your baby. Trust no one. Trust no bitch. We learned this. Has she not watched this The Real Housewives? Ago. Yes. Or any reality yes. show? Like, come or, on. Or another Lifetime movie. Or just like, lived in yes. the world. My uh, God. Women are not to be trusted. That's what I've learned. So after that, she um, is back at home, and her mom brings her um, an envelope that gets mailed to her. She opens right. it up. It's an anonymous, it's an anonymous, anonymous <laughs> letter that is just um, a graph of a baby's heartbeat, and she goes like, "This is proof, mom. Like this is proof that I had a baby and it was alive." And her mom's like, "Yo, girl, you crazy? It's it's an EKG, yeah, which is, I think is a." Isn't it a brain scan or is it yep. for the heart? As soon as you said EKG, I was just like, I thought that shit was for Earth. No, I think it is. It's a year right. And why is it a K? Anyway, I don't know. Listen. You know, I don't know. Listen, uh, but she sees it, and so she goes to the hospital, and she finds the nurse who sent it, which was the nurse she was trying to get a hold of before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah, you came in, you had an emergency C-section, and you had a baby girl. And she's like, who took my baby? And she's like, well, I don't know, but whoever it was rewarded the doctor that's been taking care of you. He has a new clinic. There was another woman that was in the hospital at the same time. She had a baby. It was a boy. It was a stillborn. And she really wanted a baby. Mm-hmm. And Heather then, or Marissa then puts it together that Heather had this stillborn baby and stole Abby as her own. Yes. So as soon as she gets some meeting with this nurse and it's all very, you know, the clouds are parting and she can see the revelation. She, she, yeah, right. She calls her mom because she's been trying to convince her mom this whole time that her baby's actually alive. Her mom doesn't believe her. So she gets off, you know, she calls her mom. She's like, look, I just talked to the nurse. This is what she told me. Like, I'm coming home. We'll talk about it more. Hops off the phone. And, and the whole time during the phone call, the mom's just like incredulous. Like, no, like I, your, your baby died. I'm sorry. Like nothing's going to bring him back. And, um, as soon as she, as the mom hops off the phone, the camera pans over, Heather is standing in the background 
And her mom turns to Heather and just like, look, I'm really worried about Marissa. I think she's completely losing it. And Heather's just like, you know what? I will hop on the phone and we will help her. Like, we will we will get the situation uh, taken control of, essentially. Uh, while that conversation's happening, as soon as Marissa hops off the phone, she is immediately ran off the road uh-huh. by the same security guard that escorted her out of Cal's campaign office. Yeah. Um, and he, like, cuts her off. She drives into a ditch. He comes over to her window, and he leans in all threateningly, and he's like, look, you need to leave this guy alone. You need to not come around anymore. No one wants to see you. You're crazy. And drives off. And he, like, essentially makes her think that he... Well, it's very confusing. But he makes her think that she's just stalking Cal. Yes. And that's the problem. That, that was the big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. That she's just some stalker lady who's obsessed with the senator. Just another crazy lady. We you know, all are. Wanting to get that politician dick. She starts... To kind of piece things together, I think. And then she goes home and she, like, has this this shopping bag with, like, nice bags in it. And she, like, throws it out on her bed and then knows where to look and finds this piece of fabric that has an engagement ring in it. Like, yeah, I don't know it, where. It's a wrapped fabric, like, in an article of clothes. Like, it's very, it's like, very weird. And that's all the stuff. That was all her clothing that she uh, was was sent to the hospital in from her accident. Oh, so that I when see. she checked out of the hospital after six years, that was all of her belongings that she went in with. But she finds an engagement ring. Yes. And she kind of remembers that a little bit, I think. Yeah. And then uh, she's talking to Dr. Novak again, and he's like, she tells him about this uh, getting run off the road. He's like, do you think that someone was trying to hurt you, or were you trying to hurt yourself? Yes. And so he's he says that she has paranoid delusions, that she's trying to hurt herself again. He He's trying to create this story that, of course, she's crazy. And he tells her mom she needs to take these sedatives. And mom is like, okay, yeah. You need a rosé? I do. I was making the eye I know point <laughs> um, that I figured you'd know. Yeah. But mom doesn't believe Marissa. She's like, yeah, she needs sedatives. Doctor's right. And then Marissa has another dream, and she remembers telling Cal yes. that she was having a girl, and it's theirs. Did you spill? Or did no, you drop I dropped it? all my notes, <laughs> and I have so many pages because I write like a fucking like I'm like I write in all caps, like I write like I'm screaming. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Uh, she has this dream slash memory sequence where she's telling Cal that she's having a baby girl. He's very happy, and then Heather shows up and kisses Cal in yes. this in this memory sort of sequence. Yes. So. She, she wakes up, and she's been asleep for, like, it, it seems like tw- a 24-hour period. At least. Every time yeah. she wakes up, her mom brings her either breakfast or dinner with drugs in it that make her pass out again. So, that which after she woke up from this nightmare dream sequence, she decides to sneak out um, through the window, which Jill was very apt to notice <laughs> that the screen was still on it. So Ridiculous. she somehow snuck out of a second-story window, 
put the screen back into place and continue to draw. Uh, so when her mom realizes that she's that she snuck out, she calls the doctor. Doctor comes to the house and immediately calls the cops to say that she is suicidal and having a psychotic break, which, as you know, if someone is suicidal and having a psychotic break, the best thing to do is send the police out for them. Yeah. Because surely for that will fucking help them. Yeah. Said no one ever. So... Marissa, as she's out and about trying to lay low in the town, she catches the news at that same breakfast place. She probably shouldn't be going to your same old haunts. Right. But, you know, Marissa's a rebel. And she sees the news, and it's Heather and Cal on the news saying that their daughter, Abby, is dying of a kidney disease and needs a transplant. Um, and Cal further explains that the kidney disease is hereditary. This is really big because the mom is also watching the news at home, trying to keep a lookout for her daughter. And when her mom hears that, and when Marissa hears that, they both gasp. Her mom drops a cup to the ground that breaks, but there's nothing there's in nothing the fucking in the cup. cup. She was drinking an empty cup and dropped an empty cup and it shattered as along did, did Jill's heart. nothing that makes me more upset. It's, it's infuriating. But the reason why that this is so shocking to her mom and Marissa is because the kidney disease that Abby has is the exact same hereditary kidney disease that Marissa's father and her mom's husband, obviously, yeah. died of just right. a couple of years ago, waiting for a kidney transplant. Right. And it's a very rare disease. So that's when... Her mom realizes she's not crazy. She's not suicidal. There is something legitimate here. And right. Marissa's finally like, here's the proof. Here it is. And I think we should just breeze through this last part of it because there's so much that happens and yet yes. nothing happens. Yes, I agree with but you. But effectively, uh, everyone is aware of what's happening. Ha uh, Marissa has escaped. She's on the run. She wants to save her daughter. Yes. Um, and, uh, Heather and Cal are effectively, like, using this as publicity for Cal's senator, uh, uh, uh appointment. Yeah, yeah. election. Um, Ethan is in on it. He's like, this is the best case of my, or this is the best, like, story I've ever done. Yeah, the security guard is also in on it. Security guard takes yes. some kid's computer and throws it on the ground because he's so upset that this is happening. Yes. And what we find out in all of, so, uh, Marissa gets taken into this, like, underground clinic that mm. Dr. Novak is at, and he effectively wants to take her kidney to give to Abby because they are kin and it will yeah. work or whatever. Even though Marissa was fully willing to give it to her. Yeah. They, they want They're to gonna kill They're going to take her. it. Yeah, and, they want to take it and kill her. And, yeah, and Heather literally says, I want her dead. She yeah. doesn't need to live. Like, she just wants her kidneys and for her to die. Um, Cal comes in and is like, I really love you still. I'm really sorry. He's like, kisses, uh, Marissa. And just doesn't get what's going on, it yeah. seems like. So, we find out, so this whole time we thought that Cal might have been the mastermind and her best friend Heather was possibly kind of the dumb one. Mm -mm. Turns out the opposite was true. 
Heather's family actually owns this clinic that she was in a coma in for six years. As it turns out, Heather and Marissa were pregnant at the same time. Right. With both feasibly Cal's baby. Cal and Marissa were in a relationship and engaged, but had a one-night stand with his now wife, Heather. Knocked up both of them. Now, (laughs) Heather caused that car accident. She got the security guard to cause the car accident because she wanted to be with Cal all alone because he was a budding politician. And Marissa had... Uh, the baby, well, it just so happened that Heather went into early labor and had a stillborn son. Right. Heather convinced Cal to take Abby and raise Abby as their own and have this beautiful, wonderful, picture-perfect life And the uh, other because she lost her baby. piece of it is that Heather had been fucking the security guard. Yes. And that the baby... Could have been his. Well, she told the security guard that it was was his, told Cal that it was his, and had both, and had been using both men to do her bidding with the basis of, we had a love child, love child died, now do my bidding to make things good. Right. So, then, um, Marissa Dabs the doctor, which is fucking gross, and I couldn't watch it. That was pretty tight for all you gore fans. Then, uh, oh, and Ethan is trying to help out slash get the story. Yeah, whatever. And he gets tied up. When he is released, he finds the nurse murdered. Yeah. Um, doctor's dead. Marissa finds her daughter. She has the bunny that Marissa had left at the grave site of her, what she thought was her son that died. Yeah. Um, she steals the kid, because why not? This is when we discover that Ethan was it's like a wedding crasher. Yeah. Um, there's this big standoff, and someone shoots Heather. Everything goes to shit. Yeah, they don't... They uh, It's not that we're zooming past this. They don't show us who shoots Heather. No, we don't. It could either be the cops in the showdown, or it could have been uh, Marissa, who had wrestled the security guard's gun um, after the security guard decided to fuck off because... Heather revealed that she had been lying about whose baby was whose. Right. Um, he fucked off, left his gun. Heather and Marissa had a really lame fight, which is why we're not talking yeah, about right. it. Yeah. Marissa grabbed the gun. And so you don't know who shot who, but you do know that someone murdered a lady in front of the six-year-old child. She didn't die. She he- didn't. Heather didn't die. No, you see oh. her getting taken away and she's I still I watched alive. this movie twice and I thought <laughs> she was dead. Uh, then everyone's fine. Uh, except for the people that we've already mentioned were dead. Yeah. And, uh, Marissa goes outside and she goes up to Ethan and he's like, can I take you out to dinner? <laughs> and she takes his glasses off, kisses him, and then walks away with his glasses. Yeah. They're not sunglasses. They're prescription glasses. No, they're, they're glasses. glasses. Like, he needs them to see. And then it literally And ends. that's the end of the movie. And that's the end. That's it. We found her baby. Fucking lame. We found her baby in the first ten minutes. We did! Oh, this movie sucks! That's the problem. Like, the the twists weren't actually that bad. They just should have been revealed in a better way later in the movie. Totally. Like, the final act should have been twist after twist after twist. Like, oh, Abby's my child. Oh, Heather is the main bad 
person. Right. Like, oh, security guard is in on it because he's the actual dad, the stillborn son. Like, if it would have just been all unraveled, yeah, it would have happened quickly and crazily. But we've seen worse from Lifetime. Oh, yeah, we have. But at least we would have gotten a twist as opposed to having the entire movie ruined for us in the first ten minutes. It was hard to watch. Yeah. It was real hard to watch. So, how many fleece blankets would you give it? Oh, God. Like, maybe two. Yeah. I was going to say one and a half. I think one and a half is yeah. a safe number. Because I would rather have a bad twist at the end oh, that fuck, I didn't yeah. see coming which we've had some problematic ones, listeners, you know. We don't have to talk about it. But, yeah, I would rather have a problematic, shitty twist at the end of the movie as opposed to a shitty twist at the beginning of the movie. And then the rest of the movie oh, is just, is just continuation is off of it. Not worth our time. No, it wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't. I feel bad because the title, Where's Where's My Baby? <laughs> Really drew us both in. Like, that's the reason why we picked it, was the Where's My Baby and an empty cradle. That was the poster. That has a baby. I mean, I didn't, like, I was expecting somehow she, I don't know, she, like, had a baby in the middle of the six-year coma. Like, I was like, what, how's this gonna happen? You know that that's where my namesake's from. I'm actually named after Kayla Brady, who was a character on Days of Our Lives. Oh, right, right. This is a true story. My mom loves Days of Our Lives. I told you I was raised on soap operas. Her favorite character on Days of Our Lives was a character named Kayla Brady, who got pregnant with twins. My mom liked her because she was nice. <laughs> I asked my mom, why didn't you make it? Because she was nice. So I'm named after <laughs> a nice lady. That's my. That's the only adjective for that's my fucking funny. name. Uh, she was pregnant with twins when someone drove her off a cliff. She quote unquote lost the babies, maybe, and was in a coma for years and years and years. And she just recently came back. Like this decade. Kayla Brady's oh. back on the show. She woke up out of the coma. So yeah, six year coma don't mean fuck. Mm-mm. Try twenty five year coma, motherfuckers. Come on, lifetime. Kayla Brady. Anyway, so that's how we felt about this movie. Yeah, that's it. It's not good. One point five fleece blankets. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't no. do it. I would literally suggest see Jane run before this, and that was not a good movie and made me very upset. Yeah. Now, that was a good amnesia <laughs> movie. In comparison, like, not... Yeah, if we're saying C.J. Run was a good amnesia <laughs> movie in comparison to this one, then obviously we don't have much to go off no. of. But also, check out our fucking episode, C.J. Run. It's episode three, y'all. Yep, she runs once. Oh, and her name's Jane. It is. And we see her. Is it? It is. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. It is. Anyway. It uh, is. So that was that movie. That was it. We found the baby. Yeah. Who knows what we'll watch next week. Yeah. Should be fun. Hopefully. Should be fun. There's a twist that's better oh, than God. this. Oh, God. Hopefully it's at least halfway through the movie. But if you actually want to watch along with us... You should absolutely surprise, subscribe, not surprise, (laughs) we've already had a shitty surprise. You should absolutely subscribe to our email list because halfway through the week we actually send out an email telling you exactly what movie we're going to watch so you can watch along with us Yeah, and then hear the review a couple days after that. Totally. And the link to that is in the show notes of this episode. It's on our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. 
very easy to get on our email list, and then you'll Mm -hmm. know when our new episode comes out and what we're watching next week. Yes, and please email us, too, if you find a crazy-ass Lifetime movie that you're like... You gotta watch this one. Please email it to uh-huh. us. Also, email us drink and or snack recommendations. Our email is I want to wear your skin at yahoo.com. That was a little off. But no, you're it was at good. It. No, yeah, that that was actually how a professional singer <laughs> would sing it as opposed to my yodeling. Uh, so yeah, do that, subscribe, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Oh my god, please. Even if what you think is just about the movie, we'd love to know. And it'll get our podcast into more ears, which everyone needs some of this. Yeah, I want to meet more strangers, said no one ever. Yeah. But me and Uh Jill. It's us. It's us. Hi. We're the stranger meters. And, uh, speaking of, we are... I wanna wear your skin! Bye!